Welcome back to our Proactive Studios. I'm Natalie Stoberman, joined by the Senior Advisor at EQM Indexes, Steve Durkash. Steve, it's always so great to see you again. Natalie, great to be here. Thanks. My pleasure. Now let's talk about solar energy. The index, it seems, uh, for solar generation in the EU has grown by nearly 25% in 2022. What's the big driver behind that growth, Steve? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's been extremely strong growth, not only this year, but in years past, um, and expectations are for this to continue. Um, solar and wind now make up about 22% of electricity generation uh, in the EU. This is for the first time greater than fossil fuels. Um, fossil fuels make up about 20%. So this is pretty transformational. Um, and if you think of the EU capacity of solar, since 2018, solar has doubled. Um, expectations going forward are that really it's going to continue. Um, for 2023, Ember, which is a big energy think tank, expects growth somewhere in the range of between 25 and 30 percent. And by 2026, expectations are from 40 to 60 percent greater than today. Um, it's not just happening. This is not just a force in the EU. Um, it's happening also in the U.S. So, for example, 50% of all new electricity generation capacity this year is expected to be solar. 50% is a large number. And globally, capacity is expected to double over the next five years and then double again by 2030. Um, so this is, pretty, this is a, a pretty big transformational theme going on. Um, really, it's being driven... I believe by three main drivers. Um, the first is cost. So if you think about you know, solar and the desire for clean energy and transitioning out of fossil fuels and into, into clean sources, um, this has been around for a long time, but it's really the cost that has facilitated it. Costs have come down about 90% for solar over the last decade, really being driven by technological advancements. Um, so now, um, when you want to in install solar, you can uh, from a cost perspective. The second reason is really net zero and decarbonization, decarbonization goals. Um, if you think about all the countries around the world, about of those countries, 80% of greenhouse gas emissions are represented by countries that have now uh, enacted um, net zero targets or decarbonization goals in their policy. So there's real policy directives at the national level. And then the last is energy security. The last driver is energy security. Russia's invasion of Ukraine um, really catalyzed um, the desire to go into clean energy and away from fossil fuels, not only in Europe, but around the world. And, you know, if you think of Europe, it was getting about 50% of its gas needs to, you know, to drive its manufacturing and for all of its needs uh, from Russia. Immediately, this turned on a dime with the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine, um, and that gas has now fallen to, to less than 20%. So you have that, um, and it's being driven again at the policy level uh, with the Repower EU initiative, with the in Inflation uh, Reduction Act in the United States, um, and then it's being enabled by better battery storage, better grid integration transmission lines. So this is a huge trend driving what you referred to as the 24% generation growth in the EU this past year. Wow, what a tipping point for this industry. And we'll talk about the legislation in a moment, but when we're seeing this change on a global level, 
you mentioned the United <clears throat> States, but which other countries are really leading the charge in uh, being big investors in clean energy and solar energy? Yeah, I mean, you know, this year it was it was actually transformational. Um, about a trillion dollars went into what's considered to be the global energy transition sector. And for the first time ever, this amount um, surpassed um, fossil fuel investment. It's being driven um, by two subsectors, really. Renewable energy makes up about half, so about $500 billion. And then electrified transport, electric vehicles mostly, uh, the other half. Um, at a country level, China is by far the biggest leader. So about of that trillion dollars, about half is coming from China. And then in second place would be the EU as an entity, about 180 billion. And in third place, the US. Um, really these three regions are battling now for supremacy when it comes to, when it comes to the energy transition and the technology behind it. I think these countries all realize that the battleground um, and, and huge profits that'll go along with it, not only from a, you know, from a company level, but also from an energy security uh, standpoint, uh, will accrue to the winner. And so while the EU and the US are playing catch up um, to China, um, they're battling hard. And I think that's why you've actually seen um, the Inflation, Adjust, uh, Inflation Readjustment Reduction Act um, and the uh, Repower uh, EU initiative uh, be passed this past year um, in both regions. And speaking of the Inflation Reduction Act, how is that actually impacting uh, solar energy in the US? Well, expectations are that it's gonna be truly transformational. Um, there's estimates that there will be about 70% more deployment of solar over the next decade than there otherwise would have been if this uh, initiative were not passed in the US. Um, and to put it in context, by 2032, so in the next decade, the US will have more than five times the solar capacity that it currently has. And in the same decade, um, solar energy will produce more electricity than all of coal did in 2021. Um, so you're gonna see hundreds of billions of investment, about 600 billions expected to go into solar over the next decade, which is 200 more billion than would have if the, if the IRA had not been passed. Um, and just to give you one more little nugget of info, in the next 10 years, there's enough solar that will be produced um, in the United States to power all the homes east of the Mississippi River. Um, so really this passage of the, uh, of the IRA here in the US uh, is really transformational for the industry. Steve, what an update. Thank you so much for stopping by and giving us the scoop. My pleasure, Natalie, thank you. Again, the Senior Advisor at EQM Index is Steve Durkash.